Indeed, the praise is for Allah. We praise Him, we seek His help, and we seek His forgiveness. We seek refuge with Allah from the evils that are within ourselves and from our bad deeds. Whoever Allah guides, there's no one that can lead this person astray. And whoever Allah leads astray, there is no guide for him. I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except for Allah who is alone with our partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the servant of Allah and the last messenger to all of mankind. O you who believe, fear Allah with the right that he should be feared with. And do not die unless you are Muslims. O mankind, fear your Lord who has created you from a single person. And from that person created his mate. And from them to scatter countless men and women throughout the earth. And fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from whom you demand your mutual rights. And do not cut off the relations with the wombs that have bore you. Indeed, Allah is a watcher over you. O you who believe, fear Allah, and say that which is correct and upright, in order that Allah may rectify for you your deeds and forgive you of your sins. And whoever obeys Allah and His Messenger has achieved a tremendous achievement. As to what follows, certainly the most truthful speech is the Book of Allah. And the best guidance is the guidance of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the most evil of the affairs are the newly invented matters in the religion. And every newly invented matter in the religion is innovation. And every innovation is going astray and every going astray is in the hellfire. Today we want to cover the narration that's on the authority of Mu'ad ibn Jabal radiyallahu an. Qala, qala nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah 
فَيَغْفِرُ لِجَمِعِ خَلْقِهِ إِلَّا لِمُشْرِكِ أَوْ مُشَاحٍ أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم معاذ بن جبر رضي الله عنه he mentioned that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم stated that Allah he looks down at his creation during the night of the middle of Sha'ban and he forgives all of his creation forgives everyone except for the mushrik and the mushahid we are approaching the middle of Sha'ban and during this time we see many Muslims involving themselves in matters of innovation doing special prayers that the Prophet ﷺ he never done doing special fasts connected to the middle of Sha'ban that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam never done. Individuals praying 100 rakahs and reciting Kul Allahu Ahad a thousand times within the 100 rakahs and other than that. These matters are from the affairs of innovation in the religion. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he never did these things. But what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam did speak about as it relates to the middle of Sha'ban, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not forgive the mushrik and he will not forgive the mushahid. And this shows the dangers of shirk and the dangers of shahna. As for the matter of shirk, then we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not forgive the person who dies upon shirk. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, in Allah لا يغفر أن يشرك به ويغفر ما دون ذلك لمن يشاء. Indeed, Allah does not forgive their partners are associated with them, but He forgives other than that for whomsoever He wills. From the beginning of the message of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam warned the people against making partners for Allah, and He commanded the people to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam started off his call with, Ya qawmi, qulu la ilaha illallah tuflihu. Oh my people, say la ilaha illallah and you will be successful. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam warned against the idol worship, warned against making equals for Allah when it is Allah alone who has created the people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions in the Qur'an that Luqman, he said to his son, وَإِذْ قَالَ لُقْمَانْ لِبْنِهِ وَهُوَ يَعِدُهُ يَا بُنَيَّ لَا تُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ إِنَّ الشِّرْكَ لَذُمٌ عَظِيمٌ When Luqman, he said to his son, O oh my son, O oh my beloved and dear son, do not associate partners with Allah. Indeed, the associating of partners with Allah is the greatest oppression. The greatest wrongdoing. Here is a father <clears throat> advising his son with the greatest advice that he can give to not make partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the concern of every Muslim. Don't concern yourself with doing things that's not from the religion. Concern yourself with that which is the most important matter of the religion. 
worshiping Allah alone and not associating any partners with Him. So shirk is the greatest oppression. And oppression, or as dhulm has been defined in the Arabic language, to put something in other than its proper place. This is dhulm in the Arabic language. So why, how is shirk considered dhulm? Because the person who is committing shirk is taking the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and directing it to someone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's wrong. Also, shirk is dhulm because the one who they're making an equal with Allah, that's oppression to that individual. That person does not have the right to be elevated to the status of being equal to Allah. And then of course, the oppression to oneself. When a person is committing shirk, he's wronging himself. The Prophet ﷺ was asked, Ayyudham Which sin is the greatest sin? Fakala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam The worst sin is that you make an equal for Allah when it is Allah alone who has created you. So as Allah he mentions, do not make equals for Allah while you know better. Meaning you know that Allah alone has created you. You know Allah alone has created the heavens and the earth. You know Allah alone is the provider. Why would you make a partner for him? This teaches us, Barakallahu Fikum, that we have to protect our deen, our relationship with Allah. We have to protect it from shirk. For shirk is very dangerous and it destroys a person's religion. And it causes a person to apostate from the religion if he worships other than Allah, associates partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he stated, أَنَا أَغْنَ الشُّرَكَاءِ أَنَا الشُّرْكِ فَمَنْ عَمِلَ عَمَلًا أَشْرَكَ فِيهِ مَعِ غَيْرِ تَرَكْتُهُ وَشُرْكَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions, I'm the most independent from having partners associated with me. Therefore, whoever does an action in which he associates other with me, other than me, with me in that action, I abandon him and I abandon his shirk. So the Prophet is establishing that in the middle, the night of the middle of Shaban, Allah will forgive everyone. But he will not forgive the mushrik. He will not forgive the one who makes partners with him. He will not forgive the one who is worshipping other than him. And with that, we must be afraid, not only of the major shirk, but the minor shirk. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned, The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Indeed, that which I fear for you the most, is the minor shirk. It was said, What is the minor shirk? The Prophet, he said, Showing off. Showing off. Seeking to be known. Doing things so that people can praise you and the likes. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he went on to mention, That Allah, the Most High, He will say on the Day of Judgment when He's given the people their rewards, 
Go to those people or to those things. Go to those who used to show off your actions to or for and get your reward from them. SubhanAllah This is a reprimand and a warning against shirk. That if we do anything for other than the sake of Allah from the religious acts, Allah was subhanahu wa ta'ala will command the people who showed off in their actions to go to the individuals who you showed off for. Go to them and get your reward. For there is no reward with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet sallallahu mentioned that Allah will say, Fanduru hal tajiduna indahum jaza'an. Go and look to see if you will find any reward with them. My noble brothers and sisters in Islam, beware of all categories of shirk. You have some of the people, Muslims, they swear by the Prophet, they say, one Nabi, I swear by the Prophet, one Kaaba, I swear by the Kaaba. Or they say, I swear by my mother, I swear on this, I swear on that, I swear on my children. This is shirk. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned, مَنْ حَلَفَ بِغَيْرِ اللَّهِ Whoever swears by other than Allah, he has committed shirk. Or he has committed an act of disbelief. So the Prophet, he said, مَنْ كَانَ حَالِفًا فَلْيَحْلِفْ بِاللَّهِ أَوْ So whoever is going to swear, let him swear by Allah or be silent. Don't swear by your mother. Don't swear by the Prophet. Don't swear by your children. Don't swear on your dead grandmother's grave in the life. These affairs are from the matters of shirk. The Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned that the first three people who will enter into the hellfire from this nation, one is a man who fought in battle and he was killed. The second one was a man who had knowledge he used to teach the people and he used to recite Quran. And the third person was a person who used to give a lot of charity. Each one will be brought in front of Allah on the day of judgment. And Allah will remind them of the good he gave to them. And he will ask them, what did you do with the good that I gave to you? The one who fought in battle, he will say, oh Allah, I fought for your sake until I was martyred. Allah will say to him, kadapta. Allah will say you have lied. And then the angels will say, Kadept. The angels will repeat what Allah has said. You have lied. Allah will then say to the man, you fought so that the people can say that you are courageous and brave. And it was said. Meaning you got your reward. You fought so that people can praise you. You fought so that people can say that you are a brave and courageous man. You didn't fight for the sake of Allah. You got your reward. And then Allah will command the angels to drag them away and throw them into the hellfire. And as for the man who had knowledge and he used to teach the people and he would recite Quran, Allah will ask him, what did you do with the blessings I gave to you? He would say, oh Allah, I used to teach the people for your sake. I used to recite the Quran for your sake. Allah will say to him, Kadapta, you have lied. And then the angels will repeat, Kadapta. The angels say, you have lied. Allah will say to this man, you taught the people so that it can be said that you are an alim. And you recited the Quran so that people can say you are a qari, you are a reciter. And it was said. 
meaning you got your reward. Then Allah will command that the man be dragged away and thrown into the hellfire. And then lastly, the man who used to give a lot of charity, used to give a lot of sadaqah, Allah will mention to him the good that he gave to him. And he will ask him, what did you do with the good that I gave to you? All of the blessings I gave to you, what did you do with them? The man will say, oh Allah, there was never a path that you love to be spent on except I spent. And that way, for your sake, Allah will say to him, Kadapta, you have lied. The angels will repeat it, Kadapta, you have lied. Allah will say to the man, you spent so that the people can say that you're very generous. And it was said, meaning you got your reward. You did it for the people, the people praise you, that's as far as it goes. Then Allah will command that the man be dragged away and then thrown into the hellfire. أقول قول هذا أستغفر الله الحمد لله رب العالمين. والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد. The second individual who will not be forgiven, the مشاحن. Who is the مشاحن? The scholars they have mentioned different interpretations for مشاحن. One interpretation for the مشاحن يعني the مبتدع. The person of innovation, the one who practices newly invented matters in the religion, brings about newly invented matters in the religion. This is the mushahin. Because the shahna, it has the meaning of enmity, it has the meaning of hatred, it has the meaning of being in opposition to. And the mubtadi', he is in opposition to the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad. The Prophet Muhammad is in one valley. The Mushahin is in another valley. The Mubtadi' is in another valley. Because the Prophet Muhammad, whereas the Mushahin, the Mubtadi' is worshipping Allah with that which Allah has not legislated. So this is one meaning of the Mushahin. Another meaning of Mushahin, Al-Mufariq Lil-Jama'ah. The one who separates from the Jama'ah. And the Jama'ah has two meanings. The Jama'ah means the main body of Muslims was under the Muslim ruler. That's the jama'ah. And the second meaning of the jama'ah, ma wafaq kunta wahdak. The jama'ah is that which agrees with the truth, even if you are by yourself. So in this case here, as in America, we don't have one Muslim leader for all of the Muslims in America, but we still have the other meaning of the jama'ah. And that is whatever agrees with the truth. So if a person is in opposition to the truth, this individual is considered a mushahin, and he is not forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The third meaning, anyone who has hatred for the sahaba, even if it's one companion, that individual is a mushahin, because from the meanings of shahna is enmity and hatred. And we are not supposed to hate the companions of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
The Prophet sallallahu said, "La tusubu ashabi." Don't curse my companions. The Prophet sallallahu said, "Ida dukira ashabi fa amsiku." If my companions are mentioned, restrain your tongue. Don't say anything bad about the first Muslims. These Muslims sacrificed basically everything for the sake of Allah. They sacrificed their wealth. They sacrificed their homes. Many of them sacrificed their lives. And today we are enjoying, we are enjoying the fruits of their labor. Islam has reached us due to the favor of Allah first and foremost. And secondly, due to that which the Sahaba did after the death of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu and spreading Islam throughout the world. And the last meaning, which the majority of the scholars say is intended here, to have hatred for your Muslim brother. There's hatred and enmity in your heart for your Muslim brother. To abandon the relationship with your Muslim brother over a worldly matter. This is what is considered to be shahna. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he mentioned, لا يحل لمسلم أن يهجر أخاه المسلم فوق ثلاثة ليالي. Okay, Maqala sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It is not permissible for a Muslim to boycott his Muslim brother over three nights. If you have a dispute with another Muslim and it is a matter dealing with the dunya, you have three days and three nights to get over the situation. If the person or the Muslims continue the boycotting of one another, each one turning away from the other, no one is giving the salams, they are in sin. If the boycott extends up into a year, then it is a major sin. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he stated, مَنْ هَجَرَ أَخَاهُ سَنَةً فَهُوَ كَسَفْكِ دَمِهِ Whoever boycotts his brother for a year, it is as if he has killed him. People are worrying about a party on the middle night or the night of the middle Shaban. We have bigger things to be worried about. Not no celebration that's not even legislated. Not praying a hundred rockers that's not even legislated. Let's talk about the things that's legislated. How many of the people are boycotting their family members for no good reason? It's not a religious reason. How many Muslims are at odds with one another over street beef and stuff like that? That beef that you have with your brother in Islam is worth you not being forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And it's over street affairs, not matters of the deen. It's over matters of the dunya. Is it worth it? That you will be deprived of Allah's forgiveness over frivolous arguments and the likes? Ikhwan, akhawat, make rectification between yourselves. Make harmony between yourselves. Forgive one another for the sake of Allah. Especially when the matters are not based upon the deen. Now if the matter is based upon deen, this is another story. The people are being criminals to them and harming the Muslims, and we take a stance against that person, this is not what's intended in the hadith. 
If a person is spreading evil in the community, a person is spreading innovation in the community, and we take a stand and we boycott the person for the sake of Allah, to protect ourselves and protect the community, and hopefully the person will change, this is something different. The hadith is not applicable to the religious affairs. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and I will end with this matter, he said, Al-Muslim, Ahul Muslim, la yadhlimuhu. The Muslim is a brother to another Muslim, he doesn't oppress him. And then the Prophet also mentioned, la tabaghadu, don't hate one another. Wa la tahasadu, don't envy one another. Wa la tadabaru, don't turn your backs to one another. Wa kunu ibadallah ikhwanan. But be the servants of Allah who are brothers to one another. And then the Prophet mentioned at the end, وَلَا يَحِلُّ لِمُسْلِمْ أَنْ يَحْجُرَ أَقَاهُ فَوْقَ ثَلَاثْ لَيَالٍ The Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned, and it's not permissible for the Muslim to boycott his brother over three nights. Be mindful. And this is including husband and wife, Parents and children, if it's matters that are not based upon deen, we have to fix, we have three days to fix those affairs. If the boycott, an unjust boycott, based upon the dunya, extends to a year, the crime is as if you have killed your brother in Islam. And that is a serious offense. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those who hear a good word and follow it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to reach the blessed month of Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect our Muslim brothers and sisters around the world who are being oppressed and give them victory over their oppressors. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those who strive to be better Muslims on a daily basis. And may He forgive us for our shortcomings and failures. Akulu qawli hadha, astaghfirullahi wa lakum. Wa subhanaka allahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha ila anta astaghfiruka wa atubi ilayk. Akam as-salam.